the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. All right, welcome, people. What do you say? What do you know? What do you think you know? Hopefully, we've got decent sound. I've been messing around with the sound for several minutes now, trying different things. What I'm getting visually does not look great, but when I go back and listen to it, it sounds like it's working. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to go ahead and just accept this as working and hope that I don't have to issue another apology for horrible sound because it feels like I've been doing a lot of that recently. Uh, And I really apologize for that because I don't want your sound to be lousy. I want you to have great sound. I want the show to be awesome and all that it can be. I want it to be kind of like a little slice of the army, but I know that it's not. So anyhow, we're here with the show. I say we because it's you and me. We're doing this together. We are in this thing, working on it, all of us. And um, I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you've joined me. And I hope that you get something worthwhile out of it. And then it's not just uh, 30 minutes of your life that you'll never get back and wish that you had. Because honestly, there's plenty of that kind of stuff going on. What I'm hoping is that you'll find me congenial. And uh, that's our word of the week, congenial. And, and a congenial person is pleasant um, because of their, their personality, the, the way that they are, their interests. Um, they're agreeable. It's just a pleasant person to be around. They're congenial. And that's what I want to be. I want to be congenial in your ears because <clears throat> we got enough nonsense going on. I like to be a little ray of sunshine for you, a little ray of sunshine wrapped in skin, perhaps. Uh, so uh, today, today's show number 274, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's insane to me to think about that. 275 is coming up next week. That'll be our July 5th show. I'm going to try to do something special for it. No promises yet, but, but trying. Uh, I will tell you this, one of the things that I don't have right now I don't have a lot of word of the weeks left. I've got one. I don't even have a a cool one for July 4th next week, but I've got one for the week after that. And, and I'm telling you this, I need them. So if you guys could please send me suggestions for the word of the week, uh, by emailing me at bowtieguyatmessituppodcast.com and just put the title or the, the subject line word of the week or big wow and uh, send me your words. That would be great. If you want to text me at 760-608-1942, you can text me, but don't just text me the word because I won't remember that I said this and I'll be like, uh, what? So text me word of the week and then maybe a colon and then uh, some, some sort of a word of the week that you've got going on for you that you think would work for all of us. And that'll be awesome. Really appreciate that. I do have a few songs coming up here, but uh, could always use some more songs as well. If you have any show ideas, you can push those along on those two uh, avenues as well. The, the, the email or the um, texting. 
Uh, really appreciate all of you who have joined us as financial supporters, and it's not too late for you, too, to join us. Uh, it's just as simple as sending a text. You text the word MUM, M-U-M, like messed up ministries. Come on, folks. Uh, text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722, and that is how we do our text to give. And we really love all of you who've done it, and those of you who are thinking about doing it, uh, we just welcome you aboard. Uh, it's a really nice thing. I'm sitting here in my living room and I'm looking at a moth that has just landed on one of my coffee trees. I hope that moths don't eat coffee trees uh, because I really don't want him eating my coffee tree. But <clears throat> anyhow, he was kind of a pretty moth. Uh, so I got that going for me. What do you got going on? <laughs> Hopefully something fun. I have been driving like crazy these last couple of weeks, folks. Uh, we went up to go visit family in Klamath Falls. We got to see uh, big Oliver, Ollie, the baby, our, our newest grandchild. Got to see him. He's uh, a little bit skinny, but oh my gosh, we noticed just in the week that we've been gone, he's getting plumper and plumper and plumper. He's going to be a chub, and we're really thrilled about that. Uh, but Oliver is... <clears throat> Uh, up in Klamath Falls. So we saw him and then we went up to uh, or, or Port, uh, Portland to see Dan and Faith. And you heard Dan on last week's show. Hopefully, if you didn't, go back and check it out. That was a really fun one. So we drove back from Portland, which was about uh, 14 hours worth of driving. Came home on Wednesday. On Saturday, went down to a family barbecue. My brother and his daughter had come into town uh, for that. And then the rental car that they had planned did not work out. So yesterday was Sunday. I drove my brother and his daughter back home to Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> there and back. So uh, I've been doing some driving lately. Uh, I didn't tabulate all the miles, but I want to say it's somewhere in the last week I've driven somewhere in the neighborhood of about 3,000 miles and uh, going to get in the car tomorrow and go drive to have lunch with a friend. <laughs> so um, that's just how we do, I guess. Uh, anyhow, um, it is good to be sitting here in my living room uh, doing the show and feeling a little bit uh, normal. But I was thinking about um, some stuff as I was driving. You know, thoughts go through my head. You got the miles going along. And, and I love I love a road trip, people. I just I think it's awesome to just to see. I'm not one of these people. I always got car sick as a kid, so I couldn't read. I couldn't. Uh, play games. I had. I, I just watched, and I, I am enamored by watching the countryside go by, even if it's just the desert that I live in. I just think it's gorgeous and beautiful. So I love watching that go by, but I, it, it gives me time to think and ponder. And so I've had a lot of thoughts going through my head over these last several days. Uh, I've been thinking about the new book. Uh, I'm, I'm almost positive that I have my topic uh, selected for the new book. Um, not positive, so I don't want to say anything yet, but I'll let you know as that gets going. And, and that will hopefully be, um, I'm hoping to have it out by Christmas time. Uh, if all things go well, we shall see. Uh, but I was, I was thinking as I was talking to my niece about the things that we believe in. And, um, and she asked, or my mother had asked her, you know, what, uh, 
her plan was, she's 15 years old, what's her plan for school? And she said, well, I'll probably just go to a, a community college because it's cheaper and then I can figure out what I want to do. And my mom said, well, when you, after that, what do you want to major in? And she said, well, computer science. And my mom said, okay, great, that's good. So I asked my niece on the way home yesterday, so uh, you, you told Baba, we call her my mother Baba, <clears throat> you told Baba that you were gonna major in uh, computer science. To what end do you wanna do that? And she said, oh, I really don't. Uh, it was just something that I told her so she would stop asking me questions. And in some ways that was smart. I mean, it, my, my mom can be a difficult person to deal with, but in other ways it was, it was pretty cynical. And I said, well, what, what, do you, what do you hope to do with your life? And she said, well, I wanna just marry a rich guy and do nothing. I said, wow. <laughs> I guess at 15 that might have sounded good. Uh, I tried to warn her of the uh, problems with doing nothing. She was, uh, she gets car sick, but she was in her phone the whole time as we were driving. Um, <clears throat> she was just uh, texting or whatever she was doing. I don't know. And then she you know, complained about not feeling well, asked for some Dramamine from her dad. And, and I said, you know, if you, if you don't have your face in the phone the whole time, if you look around, maybe you won't get his car sick. And she said, well, that's boring. Yet she wants to marry a rich guy and sit around doing nothing. Um, and granted, you know, like I said, when I was 15, I probably didn't have the world's best plan. But it made me think about something that one of my district managers told me when I was working for Starbucks many, many years ago. Um, he asked us what our plan was for growing the business. And I responded that year over year, our store had grown, uh, had seen an increase of about 15% for um, the 10 years that we had been in business. And it was a pretty consistent um, 15%. So I said, I, I hope that we can continue that. And he said, you know, hope is not a plan. And I was like, wow, that's true. Hoping that something happens is not a plan. It's, it's a hope. It's a wish. It's what I want. But it really isn't any sort of a plan and you know what they say that if you fail the plan you should plan to fail one of my interests in prison ministry and we talked about this in the prison tonight is re-entry re-entry is the fancy term that we use in uh, um, prison ministry and, and in other prison areas for when the inmates are released and go back into the population and re-enter society. And so we want to have some re-entry strategies and plans in place. I always recommend to my, my students that they know what they want to do, because if you don't know what you want to do, you, you might not know that you did it. So you might keep trying to do something and not realize you already had the success you were looking for. And instead of mining that success, you just keep wandering around. And in Christianity, it can be easy to wander around. I mean, if we look back at, at some of the forefathers, 
I look at Moses. <laughs> I just started with my Bible study group. We just started looking at Deuteronomy this week. And Moses, man, that cat wandered around for 40 years. And I haven't been to that area of the world. But I can say this. Uh, I live in a desert, and if I was wandering around for 40 years in a desert, I'd get a little frustrated because I'd be like, uh, I should be somewhere by now. And sometimes in life, I can feel that way too, like I should be somewhere by now. I'm 55, and um, I don't have a job job. I do a podcast. <laughs> I write a blog. I write books. But <laughs> all of my efforts combined um, make me very little money. Um, the money that comes in for the show, your money, by the way, that comes in, uh, goes to support the ministries. It doesn't, doesn't go to help pay my rent or anything like that. It just keeps the show on the air and will help out with the building. So when we could always use more because we, we, by the time the next show comes out, our building will be officially closed and ready for... Um, remodeling. So we're really, the need is great. <clears throat> so once again, 760 Walls CA. But even with that, we have a plan for what we're doing. We have a plan for how we're going to invite other churches in the community to partner with us. We have a plan for how we're going to redevelop this building, uh, how we're going to renew it and refresh it. We have a plan for electrical. We've got a plan that's coming for lighting and for seating and the decor and the general theme. And we're going to replace some doors and rekey locks. And we've got plans for stuff because it's necessary. But I find people that don't have plans or that their plans are not based on any, any kind of logic or reality. I guess you would say that they're based in denial. Um, I know a person who is uh, financially a wreck, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that their plan is that when their last remaining parent dies, they'll get an inheritance, and that will float their boat for a while. Um, but I'm also pretty sure that without a plan for what to do with that money, that they're probably just going to do the same thing they've done in the past with money. And several years down the line, after that parent is gone and the gravy train is over, uh, there's going to be problems. We've got to have plans. And hope, while good, I encourage us to have hope, that is not a plan. One plan you might have is, is to run home. And uh, that brings us to our song of the week this week. The song is by Cochran and Company. I saw them last year on the Toby Mac Hits Deep Tour, and they were a hoot. A lot of fun. Uh, but anyhow, this is their, their most recent song. This is a song called Running Home. It's Cochran and Company. We're going to give you about 90 seconds of it. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back on the other side to talk about the song and to talk about what we can do to have a plan beyond just our hope. So right now, here's Cochran and, Company, Cochran and Company with Running Home. It's been a long time running down a dead 
Yes, 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 yes. Running home. That is a great one. I love that toe tapper. I know right now Faith is saying, yeah, that was a good song. I know you like that song, Faith Paxton. If you don't, text me and tell me that you uh, have found me to be a liar because I will argue with you because I know that is a Faith Paxton song for sure. Um, and, you know, right off the bat, it grabs me. You know, it says, it's been a long time running from a messed up past. I mean, could you be more on brand than that? I mean, here we are, Messed Up Ministries, and he's talking about a messed up past. So you know I love that, but um, it, 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 uh, the idea of running home and, and not running away at the end of that uh, chorus, it says, no more running away, I'm running home. I was a runner. You know, I just wanted to run and hide from things. I've got family members who run and hide from things and just don't want to face it. It's what we call denial in um, the recovery parlance. And this song just, uh, every time I hear it, it fires me up. And it, as I was looking at it, it's written by, you know, in part by Matthew West was one of the writers. And so it feels like a Matthew West song, just that, that good time smile and toe tap and stuff. And then you add a little Cochran on it as well. And you're just, you're cooking with gas, people. So hope you enjoyed that one, because I sure did. Uh, so uh, we're looking here. At, uh, at hope not being a plan. So, so what is a plan? Well, for me, a plan has to have actionable parts. We talk about having um, goals in prison, uh, setting reasonable goals. And, and one of the things that we talk about with, with setting goals that are reasonable is that, that it's actionable. You can, you can look at it and you can measure it. You can say, yeah, I did this and I got this much of it done, or I didn't get this much of it done, or this is how close I came to hitting my target. And I think we need to have that for our plan for moving on. Now, as I was talking to the fellows in the prison tonight, we were talking about our plans with our family uh, on reentry. But envisioning something better is really important to me. Because if you're envisioning the same thing, if you're envisioning what you had, I, when I got out of prison, when I got out of jail, I didn't go to prison, I went to jail, county jail, um, there's a difference. Uh, when I got out of jail, 
I wanted my life back. I was trying to figure out how do I get my life back? How do I undo the wrong that I did? How do I wind time back? How do I step out of the twilight zone and back into what's going on? Maybe this was just a bad dream. I want my stuff back. I want to be a teacher again. I want to be a coach again. I want people to respect me again. I want to have my family together again. I wanted all that stuff again. And you've heard me say this before, folks. If you're trying to get everything back from before your life became a mess, your life is probably going to become the same mess again. Because here's the dirty little secret. You had that stuff already. You had it. I had it. It was mine. It was in my hands. I had the job. I had the, the, the credibility. I had the adoration of, of lots of people. I was admired. I was honored. I mean, I just, this last week I was working in Kimberly's hot dog truck and a lady came up and she said, is that Mr. Pippin? Ah, oh, you were my son's favorite teacher. Now, I, I taught that kid in the 90s. It's been about 25, almost closing in on 30 years ago that I taught that kid. And I was his favorite. She still remembers that. So I did some good things, but, but I had all this stuff. And even though it was wonderful and awesome, it wasn't enough for me. I kept on looking for more and I found a way to break it all down and destroy it. And destroy other lives on the way with me. By the way, you know, collateral damage was big with this one. So trying to get that stuff back is not a good plan because I've already proven that I will squander it. But I know in Joel, God says he will pay back what the locusts have eaten. And I found that to be true in my life. God is an amazing, restorative God. He makes the world better. He, he blesses me. We were reading a book by Brant Hansen this last week called The Truth About Us. And in it, he talks about the word blessing. And he says that a blessing, to bless someone is to increase value, to add value to that person or thing. And that's what God does when he blesses me. He adds value. Now, Let's be clear. I'm already his absolute favorite out of everyone on the planet. And by the way, so are you. But he is increasing my value even as I sit there. It's like, uh, it's like appreciation on your house, you know, and you're gaining some equity just by the market going up. And folks, the market is going up with us. We are being blessed and having God add value to us all the time. And I'm not trying to argue against hope here. What I'm arguing against is just random wishing and not doing anything in that direction. I'm sure we've heard the, the story about the guy who, you know, winds up in heaven and he's like, God, you know, I, I, I drowned in the flood. What's going on? You know, how come you didn't save me? And he said, well, listen, I sent a weather report and you ignored it. I sent a guy in a truck and you ignored it. I sent a guy in a boat and you ignored it. I sent a guy with a helicopter and you ignored everything. I said, what more do you want? And, and sometimes we think we're being so holy, just watching God do something. 
we don't realize that part of the plan is that we do things. And I'm not saying it's about works, but I am saying my experience is God wants me to do stuff in his will to make things happen. I have not seen God to be just the magic wand waver and just all of a sudden things go well. And God doesn't want my life to be perfect. God doesn't want my life to be without hardship or misery. He actually promises us in the scriptures that we will suffer many hardships because of our faith, but we'll also be able to find joy in that. We'll be able to find joy in that. And that's where our plan comes in, that we're doing things to move toward the goal. For me, the goal is my salvation. And I, I do believe that I've been saved, but I'm moving toward a more perfect relationship with Christ. And so the things I do try to push me in that direction. And I'm not perfect. I, I make mistakes. I goof up a lot. I'm not going to say all the time because I also do some really good things. But, but there are mistakes. But I try to have some purpose in what I'm doing. I try to have a plan for that hope. A plan that will make the hope that I have in Christ come to fruition. Because... God's going to take care of me. Uh, we read today, I was today as I'm teaching or, you know, recording this, it's, it's June 26. So it's 626. So I read, uh, Matthew 626 and it talks about God feeding the birds. And if he'll take care of that, won't he, you know, love us even more and make sure we have our needs met. And he will, he will, but I've never read where God said, just sit around and wait for things to happen. You know, we don't know when he's coming back. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be many years after my lifetime. I just, I just don't know. So I got to try to come up with a plan to live my life the best that I can and bring enough, not enough, that was the wrong word, bring more people with me. Just one more is enough. So I do that through prison ministry. I do that through recovery ministry. I do it through the podcast, the blog, the books, all those different things that I do. What are the things that you're doing? I'm curious. I'd, I'd love to know this. And this is more than rhetorical. This is me asking. Send me a text, 760-608-1942. Let me know. Hey, this is part of my plan. This is what I do to make a more perfect world to bring myself, my family, my friends, my circle closer to Christ. This is what's going on. And this is the plan I have. And God has a plan for me. If you're not sure that God has a plan for you, I'm here to tell you that he does. Because in Jeremiah, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. He gives us hope. Hope is not the plan. He gives us hope. He gives us a future. He wants us to prosper. 
He doesn't have plans to harm you. That does not mean that things won't harm us, but he doesn't aim to harm us. He loves us. He loves you. He loves you the most. Yeah, you. You with the face. He loves you the most. All right. Well, I think that's where I'm going to leave this one. I want to remind you to be congenial. And every time you use that word, give yourself 10 bonus points. Check us out on the internet. We're on Facebook um, a little bit. We're on Instagram. Uh, we do various things on Instagram. Sometimes you can win prizes. So, you know, follow us there. Send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Tell me your thoughts about the show. How can I make it better? How can I? What, what should my plan be to make this show better for you, dear listener? Maybe you want to shoot me a text or just have a phone call. I love to talk on the phone. 760-608-1942. If you want to become a financial subscriber, piece of cake, text that word mum to 760-WALL-CA. That's 925-5722. It'll walk you through everything that you need to do to, to become a financial supporter of the show. Listen, we really love you. We're coming up here on uh, July 4th week. So, you know, if you've got uh, a, a, a group in your neighborhood that sells fireworks to help their their group grow uh, at our church, our youth group sells fireworks. So, you know, we like to support them. But support your local firework booth. Don't blow stuff up that you shouldn't blow up. Keep all your body parts. And uh, we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.